the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. I have a really cool... I'm all about analogies, I think, these last few episodes, and I have a really cool one today. I've titled today's episode, Outrunning the Demons, Maintaining Mental Health in Law Enforcement. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I recently read a post, and it was probably just like a meme or something, and it said, the demons were chasing me, but I was too fast. And it was a police officer who posted that. And I thought to myself, like, what a really cool way of, of putting it. You know, it's like, because in, in my own mindset, I start thinking of, like, it could be addiction. It could be any, any type of demon. It could be a physical demon. Like, it could be bad guy. Like, there's so many people that you can, or, or th- things that you can associate into this analogy, and, and I really like that. That's the first time I've heard it, and I, I like that. Yeah, and working in law enforcement, it's not just physically demanding, but it's, I think, mostly mentally taxing. And police officers face trauma, high stress, and, you know, we, we hardly talk about it, but there are a lot of moral dilemmas, whether it's out on the streets or even within your department, that a lot of people don't... Um, really realize that could be labeled as demons that could easily catch up to if they're not addressed. And a great example of this is the complaints that I hear on a regular basis of police officers who are struggling mostly not because of the work that they're doing or the political pressure or the community lack of support, but it's because of the admin that they work around. You know, and I'm I've, I've experienced that within my own career, and, and it's something that it can be extremely taxing on you mentally. I'm very fortunate to be in the with to an agency right now where I have an administration who's very supportive of their people. And, you know, I work in a community that's not very supportive of law enforcement, but there's a lot of people who are supportive within, within that same community. And it's, it's finding that, you know, there's going to be those people who support you and people who don't support you. And and if we only pay attention to the mainstream media on a regular basis, you're always going to see that non-support, non-support. And I think even bigger within our governmental systems, there's over the last four years, there's been such a push of defund the police and not support law enforcement where I think that dynamic shifting, even though our political systems in place aren't really showing that they're still approving laws that really demean law enforcement and take away the powers associated to. But I think that's like you said, where the admin comes into play to, you know, fight for their troops. They should be going up to the government and saying, fighting the state assembly, fighting the, um, the government as a whole, just say this bill is ludicrous and we need to stand up against it. I'm thinking about a lot of these videos that I've seen of a very unhealthy police officer um, in foot pursuit of a suspect. And it's like 10, 
10 strides in, he has to stop or they trip and fall. And you, you could just see by looking at that person just how unhealthy they are and mostly how unfit they are. But we never think about that same reality when it comes to somebody's mental health because we can't see it. And most of the time, first responders will mask it very, very well. And I think that we also need to understand that just as important as physical fitness is, mental fitness is very, very important. It's critical. It's probably more critical, not that one is more important than the other, but if we were to rank them, if you don't have that proper mindset and mental health when it comes to those demons, and you know, I know most people who work as a first responder who have dealt with traumatic incidents, they like to use that word demon because it truly is. It can creep up on you. It's something unexpected. It's something uncomfortable. And mental health is very important when it comes to being able to put in the reps and to make sure that you're maintaining just as just as our physical health. You know, and it makes me think of, I, I don't know if you even remember this, is when I worked for the prisons, it was there when we had alarms go off on the yard, it's a very loud alarm and, and, and it's just a loud, just siren almost. And we would be out somewhere and I would hear that loud alarm and I can feel my blood pressure raise. And, and you start looking around to see where it's coming from and, and you start real like trying to recognize. And that's for if there's an, a, a severe incident inside of a building or something like that. And, in, in using that analogy with like a correctional officer compared to law enforcement, there's going to be those triggers that you're not, you're not expecting that will come up. And whether it's a, a firework going off in the background or it's that simple kid walking across the street, like it can be anything that when it will sneak up on you and when you're not ready for it. I don't know why, but I'm thinking about all the the crazy shit that you've gone through in your career. And I'm thinking about that unexpected thing that could come up. And it, it doesn't always have to be something traumatic. I'm thinking about you stumbling up upon a call or a female or even out in the world, not even on duty, who's who's giving birth. Oh, I know. <laughs> like that would be your like, oh fuck, kind of <laughs> What do I do here? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you know, but but it's true. We all experience things that are so unexpected. And I think that, you know, I have a list here of some, some tips and tricks to stay ahead of that demon and, and to make sure that you're always several paces ahead of it. But Clint, I'm wondering for you, what are some of the things that you do to make sure that you're staying on top of it and not allowing that demon to come in and to completely control you like I've seen so many times? You know, I think, and we've talked about this before and, and it's, crazy to really recognize it. And we had this realization of kind of what helps me find a balance with it is treating situations. It could, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about that individual person. Like this incident I went to didn't happen to me. Yeah. I was there and I, you know, I see the traumas that are there and, and I could let that affect me. But the reality is, is it's not about me. It's about them. Like, I think that was one of the biggest realizations that I've had within my career as to why it's not affecting me. There are certain things that will come up where you'll, 
you start, like I've tried racking my head on, say, some of the traumatic incidents that I've been to to see how it affects me. Like, and, and that could be another, another tactic that is used is, okay, let's think about those traffic collisions, those shootings, those stabbings, those kid deaths. Like you, you go through that whole like Rolodex of calls for service that you've been to and see, okay, how is that making me feel in that time? And you're not reliving it. You're recognizing in yourself of how it's making you feel. I'm like, okay, so that one made me feel a little bit different than this one. So maybe there's something to there. It's not affecting you negatively per se, but there is a, a noticeable difference in your body and in your mind about thinking about it. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really self-aware way of just conducting incident to incident and then being able to compare and then to, to come to the realization of how you actually felt in the moment of that, because a lot of people won't recognize that, nor will they have the fortitude to deep think about it. And then to be able to say, okay, what maybe needs to happen different in terms of my response. And we talk a lot about the threshold. We all have a threshold of tolerance when it comes to different traumatic events, which is also something to be able to be aware of. And I think Clint, for you and I both, we have very high thresholds when it comes to um, just our, our trauma response and our capabilities when it comes to facing traumas. And so some other really generic things that we could do that should be common sense and they should be daily practice. And yet there are those things that people just put on the back burner is, of course, physical exercise, moving your body. And that doesn't mean that you have to go spend hours in the gym. It doesn't even mean that you need to have a gym membership. If that means you're going outside and you're cleaning the yard or you're inside and you're vacuuming the house, having something that you're doing to where you're actually moving your body every day and then doing that every day. And I also think it's important for everybody to have hobbies or interests, things that they like to do on a regular basis, especially if they involve other people. We talk about mindfulness and meditation, Clint, and a lot of people might think that that's woo-woo, but how often do you actually just stop and have some time with yourself? Even if that means silence in the car for 60 seconds, you know, maybe box breathing or just being by yourself to be able to have that time to just connect in silence. It's so rare to have silence these days. And if you need professional counseling, I just so happen to know a really good life coach who's also a trauma recovery certified specialist. Um, there's peer support. So you can talk to somebody that, you know, also kind of does the same thing that you do and let them know what you need. And then regular check-ins. You know, I know a lot of people don't like going to any kind of medical facility, especially post-COVID. I know for me personally, I, I don't even want to get another tetanus shot because I don't know what might be mixed into that. But that's my own personal conspiracy theory mind playing out. But these are just small things that are important for us to do and to make sure that if it ever feels like that demon is right behind you, that you realize that you do need to do something now and it's not going to get any better if you just allow the next incident to build on top of that next incident because it, it can it can get you into a very dark place, which, of course, we try to avoid. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor and drop a review. Subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.